I have learned that things are really quite simple. They've never asked me to do anything that is out of the ordinary. No one told me to stop eating for 14 hours. No one told me that I needed to cut out carbs completely. No one told me that I could never have alcohol again or totally dismiss donuts from my life. Everything they said was completely reasonable. Eat healthy food, eat an appropriate amount of food, exercise and be active regularly, drink water (laughs) and sleep. That's it. What's so funny when I think about this is these are the things that we do for our pets. What does your dog need? Good food, a little love, water, and sleep, right? (laughs) So I'm just bringing to you that little component of love (laughs) so that you can manage your life and lose the weight and get to a place where you are happy and healthy. Boom. This ain't no game show. This is life. I am the incognito athlete, and I have so much to gain by losing 100 pounds. Are you with me? Let's do this. Hello, friends. Welcome back. This is Erica, the incognito athlete with my podcast about my 100 pound journey. I'm coming to you today feeling inspired by Avril Lavigne (laughs) and her song Complicated. Remember this oldie but goodie? Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else. It gets me frustrated. Quoting that song because I want to talk to you today about how we complicate our lives for no freaking good reason. So if you're here for the first time, I'm really excited that you are. The point of my podcast is to be truly vulnerable and open with you about my 100 pound journey process while also imparting on you my wisdom and everything that I learn along the way. And today I kind of want to break it down. I really believe in a no shaming policy, but I really think that when it comes down to the weight loss process and one of the major reasons why we continue to struggle riding the roller coaster, taking another trip around the merry ground, whatever uh, analogy works for you, is because we allow it. We make excuses. And so there might be a little bit of tough love in this episode, but I'm giving it to you because I care. And it's because this tough love is what helped me to get to where I am today in a place where I can manage my life, manage my emotions, and not allow the stuff that goes on around me to take over my life. In this episode, we're going to get you to think a little bit about your own life, your own decision-making how you operate from day to day. But I'm also going to leave you with a three-step guaranteed process for making change in your life. No more excuses. Let's get down to business. So right now, I just want you to close your eyes. Let's take a deep breath together. Breathe in and out. 
As you sit here with me and listen to the sound of my voice, I'm hoping that you're getting the sensation that the world is melting away. This is you time. This is podcast time. How is your heart rate? Are you breathing a little more easily? Try another deep breath, breathing in and out. If you're not feeling a little bit more relaxed, rewind this episode about 30 seconds and try again. Or just pause and keep breathing for another minute. How are you feeling? So consider this. If you're feeling better, could it be that you do have control for how you feel? Just by taking a few simple breaths, you're able to bring your heart rate down. Separate yourself from the world. You are in your own little bubble right now. And letting everything else just fade into the background, at least for right now. Now that we've established that you have some ability over the way that you feel, consider this. What if you have control over your entire life? Yeah, that's right. Life does not actually have to be hard because we don't have to let it get hard. All of the crap that happens from day to day that we often say happens to us. He cut me off. That woman was impolite. He didn't listen to me. All of these things, we're creating those conflicts within ourselves. We're naming those things as being offenses, mistakes, things of that nature. All of these things that are happening to us are just happening and We can flip it around and consider these things learning opportunities. If we got cut off on the highway, were we following a little too close? Maybe next time you'll leave a little bit more leeway. Or if you see that guy blazing behind you, just get out of the way and avoid any kind of conflict or potential accident. It's a learning opportunity. It's not personal. Same with your husband or friend, maybe tooling around on Instagram while you're trying to talk with them. It's not personal. Sometimes we just get in our own head, you know, and we all need a little bit of a a finger snap in front of our face to kind of get back into reality. It's just normal. It's human. These are learning opportunities and opportunities for us to love even more. If we have somebody in our household who has had a crappy day and is spinning out, instead of allowing that person to affect our zen, what we can do is shower them with some love by listening, giving them a hug, offering advice, fixing them a beverage, (laughs) making dinner, taking over some of the chores. Whatever their love language is, we can just tap into that. It doesn't have to ruin your night. It doesn't have to ruin your day. It doesn't have to suck your energy. So what does all this have to do with weight loss? Well, if we start looking at these situations as opportunities as opposed to barriers, then we can learn from them and potentially even pivot in a way that still serves us and accomplishes what we sought to do. The bottom line is it all comes down to perception. Losing weight doesn't require a miracle pill 
or a fancy expensive weight loss program where meals are delivered to us and created for us. In working with the nutritionists and dietitians that I have throughout my journey, I have learned that things are really quite simple. They've never asked me to do anything that is out of the ordinary. No one told me to stop eating for 14 hours. No one told me that I needed to cut out carbs completely. No one told me that I could never have alcohol again or totally dismiss donuts from my life. Everything they said was completely reasonable. Eat healthy food, eat an appropriate amount of food, exercise and be active regularly, drink water (laughs) and sleep. That's it. What's so funny when I think about this is these are the things that we do for our pets. What does your dog need? Good food, a little love, water, and sleep, right? (laughs) So I'm just bringing to you that little component of love (laughs) so that you can manage your life and lose the weight and get to a place where you are happy and healthy. Boom. There is no reason to make this more complicated, more difficult for ourselves. Don't believe me? All right. Let's ask some questions here. Riddle me this. How bad do you want to lose the weight on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being Howard Beale angry from the movie Network. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Okay, how about this one? What barriers are in your way from losing weight? Is it time? Is it space? Is it resources? What are you telling yourself that is in your way? Keep that in mind. So given your level of intensity to lose the weight and these perceived barriers that you have, what will it take for you to take action right now to bust down those barriers, address it, and start pursuing your goals? Hint, those barriers are not barriers. They're just excuses, okay? They are perceived roadblocks from you being who you are and doing what you want to achieve. So with that in mind, I'm going to pivot to the three steps that are guaranteed to busting down those barriers in your life. Are you ready? Get your pen and paper. Wow, that made me feel old. (laughs) Get your phone and and notepad out. (laughs) Because here is step number one, identify the barrier and assess its influence on your life or your day. So for example, let's take not having enough time to work out. That's my barrier. So how does that have an influence on my life or my day? I say, okay, well, how many minutes would I really need to work out? Is it two hours? No. Is it one hour? Maybe, but not necessarily. 
What about just 30 minutes? Yes. 30 minutes of steady state cardio or any other exercise is completely reasonable. Now we have the thing identified. So we can move to step two. How can we remove or add to our life in order to accommodate for this barrier? I'll use the same example. So if we're identifying that we only really require 30 minutes to get in a decent workout, where do I have those 30 minutes to spare? Now, don't tell me that they don't exist because they do. They do in the morning. If you get up just a little bit earlier, it's possible, people, if you want it that bad. In the afternoon, pack your sneakers, go for a walk at lunch. In the evening, you can even delay dinner a little bit or go for a walk after dinner. You can join a class after dinner. And heck, even in those circumstances, you could get an accountability buddy like your spouse or a friend to join you. I just gave you three to four options of where you can find that 30 minutes. So then let's go ahead and move to step three. Implement the change. Again, how bad do you want this? If all you have is the morning before getting the kids up, before getting to work, the evening is too chaotic, you just get up 45 minutes sooner. Give yourself 15 minutes to get up, get dressed, and go for your walk, do your workout, and then hit the shower. It's not that much time. What about the evenings? The kids are screaming, running around, hungry. There's just chaos everywhere. Temper the chaos. You're the adult. You can do this. Get with your spouse. Talk to him or her about what's going on and what you need. It's not an everyday thing. Maybe you're only looking to have two evening workouts a week. And then maybe some of the other days you're getting up early or squeezing something in on a Saturday or Sunday. Yes, working out on the weekend is a thing. The weekend is not for lounging around. It's for getting stuff done. So recruit people like your spouse and your significant other, your, your friends to help you out so that you can have that time. Put the kids to bed, take the baby monitor downstairs and do some sit-ups whatever you need to do to be active. But I want to reinforce the fact that step three is very critical. Putting things into action is inherently your answer. It might take a little creativity or maybe even some coercion from other people to get some help, but you'll never know unless you ask and you are worth it. I mean, isn't that kind of freeing to be able to realize that, you know, working out every day is not impossible. There's time to be had with just a little bit of planning. I don't know if you come from the lifestyle that I did, but I was really just winging it through life. I had almost no plans and I kind of prided myself on uh, being spontaneous and things like that. 
However, that's why I wasn't getting anything done in my life. That's why I struggled to lose the weight because I made no plans. And then all of a sudden, life happens to me. Things got out of control. And then all of a sudden, there was, quote, no time left for working out. When, as I sit there and exclaim this at 8 p.m., I just had more than 12 hours earlier that I could have squeezed something in if I made the intent to, if I identified what I needed, I thought about how it needed to happen, make the plan, and then just put it into action. So this is another crazy thing too. Maybe you're already in action. Maybe you're already making these changes in your life. And kudos to you if you are. Doing one thing at a time and habit stacking, as my uh, dietitian Laura Hamilton from Empower Nutrition says, is really important because then we're not overwhelming ourselves. When we get into that state of overwhelm and we don't know which way to turn, that's when we end up throwing in the towel. So practicing this, committing to an action and then following that action, getting into a rhythm is really important before we start adding one more thing, one more thing. Okay. Especially if we lead a busy life and that's okay. If that's our lifestyle, it's okay. If we've got a couple kids to take care of, they're our pride and joy and they deserve our time. We're just seeking to find the balance and it's possible. So imagine if you can find that 30 minutes, maybe not even every day, like every other day, what else can you do? What else are you capable of? I'm just going to leave you with that thought. I think that's a very interesting, intriguing, um, and empowering question to ask yourself. So I challenge you to go ahead, think about something that you feel is in your way and consider it to not be a barrier, but rather an opportunity. Let me know how it goes. I would love to hear from you. Give me shout outs online at incognito.athlete on Facebook and Instagram. Um, If you're really interested in pursuing this more, more deeply and having some coaching, you can reach out to me through that channel as well. Um, You can also visit me online at unmaskedwellness.com. It is such an honor to come here every week and talk to you guys. I'm just so happy to be where I am. I wanted so bad to live a life of purpose. And through my own trials and tribulations, I really think that I've found my purpose. And I hope to goodness that I am reaching you and giving you the tough love the time and the encouragement that it takes for you to look inward and find that strength within yourself because there is potentially nothing more important other than loving yourself than to stay in pursuit of happiness and health. Talk to you guys next week.